0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast it's with host Ralph Malbrough and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of pronounced Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
0: Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die?
1: Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, no, definitely. No, 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 The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get his.
0: of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. It's special Memorial Day edition. Uh, as always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Uh, check us out on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and the Twitters. Just search Saints Happy Hour Podcast. You'll find us. Uh, we have a new uh, Saints Drunk History that I recorded last night. Uh, it is on Aaron Brooks's career. It is fucking... Fantastic! I got my buddy from Twitter, Ian Tom, Ian, to uh, join us. You can only follow him on Twitter. He's got protected tweets, so you got to be like privileged to follow him. But he was awesome. As I'm an Aaron Brooks uh, homer, I love the. I think he's the second best quarterback in Saints history. So it was like ninety minutes of just Aaron Brooks love. Uh, so it's Oh, was,
1: was Ian a fan as well?
0: Yes, yes. So so he was pro Brooks. He was pro Brooks as the second best quarterback in Saints history. Uh, David,
1: are you uh, super anti Brooks? Like, is Aaron Brooks basically the same person as Kobe Fleener for you? <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: you know, I, I'm I'm anti Brooks as far as uh, his personality is concerned. Like okay. You know, as far as as far as his play on the field, I don't think you can argue that he is possibly the second or the third best quarterback that the Saints have ever had. But, yeah. you know, the thing that always bothered me when he was playing was the the smirking, you know, the the throwing the interception and then walking off the field and, and smiling about it. I mean, that's just you would have never seen Drew Brees do that. You don't see any of the great cute quarterbacks in the league well do they, that.
0: This, this is what i have to say to you. he represents all that is soulless and wrong
1: that's you Ooh, nice actually office i take space soundbite that's, nice uh, yeah. that's
2: you, actually Dave. i take that back jay cutler well he's not like one of the all-time great quarterbacks but jay cutler is somebody else who does that and i think if jay cutler was my quarterback and he was throwing interceptions and <laughs> And then walking off the field and smiling and having a cigarette. I know that Jay Cutler uh, smiled. Jay Cutler annoyed. definitely
0: had the "don't give a fuck" attitude.
2: Right. That that's that's what annoyed me about Brooks, and that's what that's what would have annoyed me about Jay Cutler and and anybody like that. So I mean, that now, happens- if you put up, if you if you really, you know, Aaron Brooks put up good numbers, and at the time he he was one of the better Saints quarterbacks, but um. You know, I mean, like if somebody like Drew Brees had that kind of attitude as he walked up the field, he could probably get away with it a little bit more because he's got all the, you know, all the stats and, and, and the Super Bowl to back it up. So,
1: I mean, Brees could do anything and we'd right. love him. I mean, <laughs> he could, could. literally, he could literally, I mean, short of going, you know, Darren Sharper, or Jerry Sandusky with it. I mean, he, yeah. he could have any Data sort of body the, language beta. on the field. Beta. He could crotch shop after every touchdown. They had an article in The
0: Onion in, like, 2009 matter. where, like, Drew Brees was like, I think I could kill – I wonder what it's like to kill a guy. And he's like, I, I wouldn't <laughs> worry about it. anybody fans uh, doing anything to me because I can walk on water in New Orleans. They, and they had The uh, Onion had a quote from a fan, obviously. He's like, why does Drew Brees want to kill a guy? I'll kill a guy for Drew Brees.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll go to jail so he doesn't have to. I love it. So –
0: as it's the middle of the doldrums, so we're trying to figure out the topic. So tonight's topic is um, player from Saints past who you would add to the twenty eighteen roster to help them win a Super Bowl. We'll get to that topic in a second. I don't want to go into it long winded because it just makes people mad. Um, but the only thing I, the only question I have for you guys about the anthem, do you think the NFL? solved the Anthem problem and that it's going to go away? Or is it just going to go on and on and on for fucking ever?
1: Guys? Um, Well, yeah. I mean, my my take is that I don't – I just – I don't think the media is going to let it go away, you know? Like I, I think the last players – so we noticed you weren't out there on the field – what were you doing in the locker room? Like, I think the media would have the power to make this go away if they wanted to. Um, but, you know, basically the NFL has taken away the visibility factor and you can still skip out on the Anthem, do whatever in the locker room. I, mean, I guess technically you're not supposed to tweet within an hour of kickoff or something like that. So that you know, but it can't the players... be like
0: it can't be. But the, the the policy is like the Saints can't have like some players in the locker rooms. You you got to go like either everybody's out there or nobody's out there, right? So oh,
1: I don't think that's what will happen. I think basically the NFL is saying it's not mandatory to be on the field during the anthem. So. I think it'll kind of be a hodgepodge and that's what, that's what I think coaches and owners will say, like, look, if you don't want to be out there during the anthem, the NFL said it's okay. So I would rather you stay in the locker room than kneel,
0: yes.
1: but you know, Coach, so please, right, kneel, gonna, I, I, think the, I think the players will comply. I mean, Kaepernick and, and uh, what's the LSU safety Eric, Eric Reed. Reed? Like they don't have, they don't have a job, you know? And at this point you could argue that Kaepernick's done. So like, I don't even know. I mean, Kaepernick's been out of the league long enough that I don't even think anyone would be tempted at this point. No. But Eric Reed, I mean, he he's he's a guy that. I mean, Kaepernick should have a job too, but Reed should really have a job because he's not even like a fringe starter. I mean, he yeah. he's like a top ten free safety in the league. I would say. Mm. So. Um,
0: but Dave, do you think it's do you, do you think it's like they've made it any do you think this policy has made it any better or are we just it's just going to go on and on and it's going to be another thing that's just going to be hanging over us the whole year?
2: Well, so I mean technically the policy is that the teams can decide set their own policy and determine their own policy but but from from as far as the league is concerned if somebody doesn't want to be out there for the national anthem, they can stay in the locker room what you know so obviously the nfl is i guess i would say cowtowing to the fans and um you know trying to address this and nip this in the bud and make sure that they're you know their flag waving fans are are happy um but
1: there are some things that are too good to keep a secret
2: What's going to happen if a team like, you know, I would say maybe the San Francisco 49ers, because I think that they've, they've kind of been at the forefront. You know, what if a team ha- has, has all of their players who want to stay in the locker room for the National Anthem? So you're going to have a game where one team isn't out there on the sidelines during the National Anthem. So what kind of <laughs> how yeah. how how are the fans that you know you're you're making this rule to try to appease fans and you know but how how is that going to appease fans when that Here, happens?
0: Here's that's the thing. going to cause
2: even even more of an uproar.
0: That's the thing, and I don't think this policy helped the NFL because my my sense of it is the people that were mad about the flag and left and said I'm not watching the NFL like they're not coming back. So to me, the NFL just would have been better being like, look. We're still going to do the anthem, but the, the teams just aren't going to come on the field. It's for the fans. It's for the pregame to let them to let them celebrate the anthem. We're not going to do it. It's just it's just going to be a league wide. And it would have been bad to start. Like Trump would have tweeted, and it would have, and it, the NFL would have caught lots of shit. But once that policy was in place league wide, and it just people got used to it, it would have been like it was in the 80s and early 90s, where like the teams weren't out there for the anthem. And I think it, that would have been better off for the league to start, like, to rip the Band-Aid off and just go with it. Now it's, like Dave said, it's going to be this hodgepodge. And the thing that annoys me is, like, whether you're for the protest or against it or whatever, like, nothing makes it, like, I just think it's going to linger, and it's just going to be another thing that's just going to be annoying during the year because it doesn't, the, 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 the whole point of the protest was for, Police brutality, but that's gone. Like, nobody even talks about that. It's did you kneel? Did you stand? And I just think it's going to linger on and on, and it's going to be, and it's just going to flare up. Andrew, the final thing, like, I feel like it's going to flare up two, three, four times during the year.
1: Yeah, it's possible.
2: Um, it's like, wait, to me, it's like, you know, in a cartoon when somebody's <laughs> cleaning a room in a cartoon <laughs> and there's a rug in the room. And, you know, all, all you do is you just sweep the big pile of dirt under the rug uh, and pretend like the room is clean. I mean, that's all you're doing. In, in, all, all you're doing is you're taking the protesting players and you're taking them off of the field and saying, hey, you know, do this inside. Keep, stay in the locker room. You're, you're basically just sweeping them yes. from out from off of the field and into the locker room. Uh, and exactly. You, you're, you're not you're not solving the problem. You're not you're not changing anything.
0: I just feel like the NFL, they have so many presidents and vice presidents that make like six and seven figures. Like, they could come up with something better. But I know people are probably like throwing stuff at the, their computer or their podcast because they're like, oh, no, I don't know what the fucking. What fly. I'm
1: curious about it, I mean, Kaepernick and Reed are kind of the highest exposure guys that have been outspoken on this, and neither of them have a job. So, like, that's. I mean, I, I think on some level, like, I think even the people that are strongly offended would agree that it's pretty unfair that those guys aren't playing. Like, those uh, guys no, are both good I, enough I would, to have I would, NFL contracts, dis- and so... I would
0: disagree, uh, t- Andrew. Look at my Twitter feed. I think people, they're Okay, well, they, about- they,
1: they've gone on that hill and, and said that Kaepernick sucks. I mean, well, they, and, they, you know, they say, even... They, they even say Kaepernick sucks, like, sucks Smith, and does Like, they will argue that... Kaepernick is worse than those guys. So well, they'll, I mean, they'll say obviously they're is, delusional to some extent. But like, how could you argue that with Reed?
0: No, they say they the the argument with Kaepernick for people that 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 are are, are happy that he's not playing is Kaepernick sucks and doesn't deserve a job and he's not getting blackballed. But if he's getting blackballed, it's pretty awesome because he should stand for the flag. Like that's basically their argument. But Eric Reed, like he he's an interesting case because. Because here's the thing.
1: I mean, do we agree that it's different with Reed? Reed it is, is a here's
0: the here's the thing with Reed.
1: Unquestion unquestionable starter.
0: I can like like for quarterbacks, there's only going to be probably like one or two teams that will have to answer the Ka- Colin Kaepernick question during the year, probably. I mean, they had a lot of quarterbacks get injured last year, Dave, but like they won't they only have they won't have so many teams answering. There's gonna be a lot of fucking teams that are gonna get safeties hurt. And that Eric Reed question is going to come up again and again and again. Hell, it might come up for the Saints, being that he's local. And if the Saints get hit hard at safety with injuries.
2: Yeah, it's going to be hard to... It's going to be hard to hide their racism and their blackballing uh, in that situation. Uh, You know, it's easy to do with... Kaepernick, because you can easily make the argument that he's really not a uh, an NFL level quarterback. I, I mean, start. Yeah, you can. Yeah, right. You can make that argument, although I, I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, but you can make that argument. But yes, with Eric Reed, there's obviously, also the
1: like, X factor with Kaepernick. Like he's never come out and said, "I'll play for the minimum." So there was always kind of this question of does he view himself as a starter? Does yep. he expect starters' money? You know, there was always like a financial component to this too. Where, I mean, with Reed, I don't know. I, I just feel like someone could get him for cheap now because the safety market has kind of imploded. So,
0: here's I don't the know. Thing, there, like, there,
1: there's probably a financial consideration well, too. A- but I, I just think, as a player right now, here's the thing: like it, it's unfair in my opinion that these guys don't have jobs. So, I could see this going one of two ways. I could see a lot of players being like, "This is bullshit. These guys should be playing." And maybe they start to stand up more, or I could see the opposite where this this is effective at kind of muzzling a lot of these guys yeah. because they're like they're I don't terrified want to, be to lose Reed. their job. They're like, shoot, if Eric Reed can't get employed, I mean, you know, does it does it even matter how good you are? Like no here's one's the, safe.
0: Here's the thing so. with Eric Reed that's going to be interesting: is you're going to have teams that if they don't sign him, they're going to be bringing guys like remember Kenny Phillips a couple years ago? Sure. It's, the teams are going to be signing players like that, and that's going to be really, really hard to be like, well, Kaepernick doesn't fit our system. Maybe he didn't want the minimum, like you said, and 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 you know we can't we, we, we like the guys we have and this and that at quarterback. But when you're bringing in a dude like dudes from Sa- at safety that hadn't played in a year and all that, that's when it's going to get really. I mean, Rafael
1: Bush has already gotten a free agency contract.
0: Yeah, Vicaro has huh? not though.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, true.
0: So, so, so that would be interesting. So, as the, the dead times come it, in, are you?
1: I mean, that's shocking to me. Like, yes, forget Vicaro for will wind up ba- wind up back. How with the him. hell does Vicaro <laughs> not have a job?
0: You know, I, we speculated that something was going to drop. Like, you know, because he's he, he's one more strike and he misses eight games. Uh, with you know, if he gets, tests positive for a substance, but it it's just it's it's strange to me that he like that that he that that he hasn't come to the point where he's like well I got to take the one year minimum I got to take the one year 1.5 million or minimum deal like it hadn't come to that like it's it, he's visited some teams but man For him to not be in play, I wasn't – I'm not stunned that his market collapsed because we – remember in the offseason, we had no idea what his market would be. So I'm not totally shocked that his market's collapsed, but I'm just floored that he hasn't signed some sort of contract.
1: I mean, at this point, is he waiting for an injury guy? (laughs) Yes, totally. That's so sad, man.
0: (laughs) So it's the dead times, and we have to come up with topics to fill – uh, the shows, so you people can have your nice podcast for drive time and that sort of thing. We we don't just take we don't just go take time off. We every week we do the show. So this week's topic is: we want to name one player from the Saints' past that you would add to the twenty eighteen roster to help them win the Super Bowl. Now it can be anybody. So like you can pull out, you can go and be like, I want to sign.
1: Um, Guido Merkins.
0: Guido Merkins, or I want to bring back. Um, uh, I forgot the corner who picked Dave Witzel who picked off ten passes and still holds the interception record. So that was the topic, and since we we did it, we we were struggling coming up with topics tonight. Since we did it uh, late, I'm gonna you say mine, so you guys can think on yours. So I thought about it, and I, you know.
1: My but it has to be a guy not from the Sean Payton era, right?
0: No, you can be Sean Payton era, but I'm going to do one not yeah. from the Sean Payton era because that's less less fun. So my pick is um, Henry Childs, who is a Saints Hall of Famer and is a tight end.
1: Um, How can you justify picking him over Jimmy Graham?
0: Well, because the thing is, like, um, I feel like with, with Jimmy Graham, uh, Get like, it, I guess my thought was like, do I get Jimmy Graham now, or I get I get two two thousand eleven Jimmy you, Graham? I yeah.
1: mean, you don't get Henry Ch- Isn't Henry Child's dead.
0: Well, yeah, but you don't but get I'm,
1: his corpse. Well, yeah, that's
0: true. <laughs> but I mean, I like 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 Jimmy Graham to me is is uninteresting. Like Henry Child is more is more fun, and
1: uh, how, how can you how can you make that statement? Because he averaged Gra- 16- P Graham was a hundred catches for. What did he have? 13, 15 touchdowns in his best season. But I mean, wouldn't you Henry said, like, Childs had, what was his best year? Like fifty-one catches,
0: fifty-three for eight sixty-nine and four. But don't you think if you plug him in with Drew Brees, he would he would catch a <laughs> hundred?
1: I mean, dude, how could you pick Childs over Graham? Well, that's I mean, my I, pick
0: on that's my pick on offense. So 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 Andrew, you pick your pick for offense.
1: That's that's horrendous. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, it, the best offensive player in Saints history, not Drew Brees would be Willie Rofe Um, so, I mean, I think it's just a question of what does this offense need? I mean, I, I would be tempted to pick Rofe just because then, you know, you've got basically m- maybe the best tackle in NFL history. Um, and certainly one of the best. And I mean, that would really shore up the offensive line. And, Um, I mean, just in terms of sheer talent, I I would say he's the guy, uh, my only question would be, you know, do they need a position more than that? And, um, you know, I feel pretty good about running back. I feel pretty good about receiver. I mean, tight end is still the big question to me. So I, I understand why you pick Childs, um, you know, Graham in his prime would, would be my pick for sure.
0: Dave, who would you pick?
1: It's got to be offense. It's
0: got to be offense.
2: We'll um, go to defense. We're
1: going to do defense next, apparently. yeah. Um, Joe Horn, I mean, would be an interesting one, Dave.
2: Yeah. No, I think, you know, was... think, um, you, you know you, obviously tight end. We, we would want to pick a tight end. You guys covered that. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, look, Ingram is suspended for the first four games. Maybe that'll get uh, knocked down to two or three or whatever. But so, hey, maybe Deuce McAllister—he was a oh, that would be fun. He, he was a Hazlitt guy. That's Jesus technically before Christ. Peyton,
0: Deuce and Kamara,
1: Oof. right? Oof. That would be sweet, huh? I that mean, would be sweet.
0: That would. I mean, Ingram could
1: Ingram could stay suspended. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so for. De- it becomes really interesting because do you go because do do you go like do patrol linebacker do you go defensive line do you go like ball hogging safety you can't go you can't just the taint on the player that we will not name from the 2009 team like I can't bring uh, I can't bring the rapist back Um, so and I I always go for Wayne Martin on these podcasts because I'm like that's my guy. But I think the pick for me for the Saints defensively, I think I would pick um, Leroy Glover because it would give him inside uh-huh. pressure. And, yeah, you could go defensive end like Joe Johnson or something. But, but I feel like if I put Leroy Glover next to Rankins and Cam Jordan, like that would help Davenport and – Okafor so much that it would just yeah. kill, kill, and like Leroy Glover from two thousand was seventeen and a half sacks. So you know, I almost thought about Darren Howard too. He was a guy that was like uh, pretty consistent, underrated. But but Leroy Glover was my guy just because I feel like the inside pressure he would deliver would be immense.
1: Yeah, I I thought about Pat Swilling uh, just because because um, you know edge opposite cam jordan i think is this defense's biggest need but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and assume that marcus davenport i mean god they gave up two first round picks for him so he better be awesome so i'm gonna go ahead and assume that he lives up to what we hope he'll be um my my pick i'm kind of getting tired of this defense not having a good middle linebacker. I'm I'm tired (laughs) of not having a linebacker that can stay healthy, run sideline to sideline, amass 150 tackles. So I would go Sam Mills. That would be my pick. That would be a good pick. That's a good pick.
0: And and the thing about Sam Mills, even though it was back in the day and these teams didn't play the spread out three and four wide receivers, like Sam Mills could cover. He just –
1: he I could. I just feel like there's been since Vilma there's been a lot of guys AJ Klein Man. Curtis Lofton David Hawthorne you know we'll see how Demario Davis is but like there's just been a lot of line you know who uh, are some other ones I'm, oh, um, I'm forgetting fu- Spencer Anthony
0: and b- uh, by the way yeah
1: for- Anthony Spencer I yeah. forgot
0: I forgot to mention during the f- the flag controversy Demario Davis. Is a very he is very very committed to his off field causes and social justice, and now he plays for the Saints, so it's gonna be interesting with that. So, but, but yeah. Dave,
1: who is your so? I mean, is- anyway, I, I just think the Saints have a lot, have had a lot of linebackers, and some of them have been pretty good. Some of them, you know, Lofton was okay, um, you know, Hawthorne had some moments, but. I still just don't feel like they've really since Vilma ever gotten a linebacker that I would say that guy's awesome. So it'd be nice to have finally, you know, to have Mills back would just take care of the middle.
0: Dave, your pick for defense? Jason David, right? Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Jairus Bird.
2: Um,
0: <clears throat> Jairus Bird, we were hoping to get. <laughs>
2: um, No, you actually kind of, you went first, and you kind of took mine. Uh, I probably would have said Wayne Martin, and you know, in a perfect world, just because I'm thinking about what holes the Saints need to fill on defense, and so well, I, can, I'm going to. The
0: thing about Wayne Martin is literally, literally, he can play anywhere you want on the line.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then and then you took my other w- one, which was Darren Howard, Howard who. Uh, Darren who a good you know, Howard man. over Will Smith. Uh, well, if we were to, well, I guess Will Smith was before. Was a Hazlitt guy, wasn't he?
1: Yeah. Well, originally,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was trying to stick with Hazlitt guys, and Darren Howard was always like the guy when I first started watching the Saints back
1: in the early 2000s. You know 2000s. who would be, you know have been? An interesting I, I would one? pick. I would pick Joe Johnson over Darren Howard. You know who
0: would be an interesting pick, and it would it'll it'll drive people crazy on the that are listening to this. But if you could give me peak Charles Grant. <laughs> For the 2018 Saints?
1: Stop it.
0: He would be really good because he could play inside Stop and outside. It. Now, now, now what? Right after he got hurt, but he had double-digit sack years, Andrew. I'm telling you, like, you give me his best Charles year. Charles
1: Grant was never Joe Johnson quality. Yeah. Never. Joe Johnson was a freaking beast. And Joe Johnson came back from I mean, a, ba- a bad knee injury and still. Was again, balanced. like, if we're gonna go by the book here, the answers are Willie Rofe and Ricky Jackson. I mean, I feel like those are the obvious answers that we're just – those are the two Hall of Famers right. that they but we're, have.
2: we're we're drafting
1: for need. We're not drafting. I, mean, I mean, there's no way that Will Smith <laughs> or Joe Johnson, in my opinion, would be behind
0: well, Ricky, Charles Grant the thing and is, Darren Rick, Well, Ricky Jackson played in for San Francisco too, so you can always – but I mean, that's just like – that's not interesting to just be like, I want the Hall of Famers. You know? have got to make yeah. the show interesting. So – Yeah. Those are our choices. So um, before we get to uh, Twitter questions, which we have a few, um, do you guys have any weird game day superstitions routines that you do? I don't necessarily have any superstitions, but I have the same routine of like I get on the elliptical, do the elliptical – and then decide my food item, and then lay out my alcohol that I'm going to drink, and then go get my food item and come back. Like, that's my – I wouldn't say it's superstitious because I do it whether they win or lose, but that's my, like, my routine that I do. Almost – mostly, almost every I game. I keep
1: wearing the same shirt um, until it stops working. So if there's <laughs> a big win streak, like, I think – what they do, like, eight or nine in a row last year? Eight. Oh. Yeah, eight. I was wearing the same shirt for each Sunday. So like I will keep wearing the same clothes. I, I will wash them. Um, but it has to be the same underwear, same pants, same shirt. So I'll keep kind of riding the same outfit until it stops working. And then and then I'll mix it up. So like if, if there's ever a loss, I never do repeat you, do that. Do you outfit. wash the outfit? Yeah, I will wash it. But it has yeah. to be the exact same. Dave? I've been doing that uh, since I can remember. Dave, what's your? Uh... I
2: I to, to be honest with you, I really can't think of anything that I I really okay. do. Which is weird because I mean, I grew up I grew up playing ice hockey and hockey players. If you know anything about yeah. hockey players, hockey players are very superstitious. Um, and so, I mean, I had all types of little things that I did when I played hockey. Very uh, superstitious. That's right. But um, but when it comes to the Saints, I mean, I mean, like I have a routine if I'm going to a game. I mean, you know, I usually leave at a certain time and I usually park in the same place and you know walk in at the, the same gate and all that kind of stuff. But I, that's but I don't really uh, I don't I don't really I I've, I, don't, I don't have anything, which is a little surprising.
0: Yeah, um, I ask people. I can't like, think of like... anything on Twitter to, to send some people say uh, if watching at home and they're down at half the shirt comes off that's from Brian Pavick Did, I, but he didn't he didn't say does he like I guess he, it just comes off like he, he doesn't uh, he doesn't change shirts um, here's an interesting question from uh, <laughs> Bjorn. I'm sorry I butchered your name Bjorn.
1: Bjorn Bjorn,
0: Bjorn. Uh, how many players in the 2009 <laughs> Saints defense is it, Sh-
1: is, it B- is it B-J-O-R-N
0: B-I-J-O-N Oh, okay Bijon. Bijon. So how many how many players on the 2009 Saints defense would start on the Bijon, up count, up,
1: like Bijan frise the dog
0: how many how many players would from 2009 defense would start on this year's team Andrew
1: oh that's interesting uh, let's see let me see 2009 Saints well all right hold on let me pull up the so I feel like will Smith would start opposite cam Jordan yeah yeah um I think who are the defensive tackles Cedric, Remy Idel and
2: Cedric Ellis. Anthony Hargrove
1: yeah I don't I don't well Cedric Ellis would start on this team yeah
0: because Cedric Ellis was weird man like 2008 yeah. 2009 he was really good and then he just he fell would, on the he cliff. would he would
1: start over on Yamata so I, I yeah. would say will Smith yes Cedric Ellis yes I mean I really think all the linebackers I mean Fujita would start. Um, Vilma would start. Shanley maybe not. So we'll say Fujita and Vilma. Darren Sharper absolutely, and Jabari Greer would start over Crawley. Um, for sure. So you know Lattimore would stay.
2: Um, boy, that would be one hell of a defense. Can we? Can we make yeah. that happen? <laughs> <laughs> it would be. This is sounding very good.
1: Who, yeah. uh, who's our strong safety? I guess Vaughn Bell.
0: Yeah. I mean, would he start over? Would you take Roman Harper over him? Yeah, I think,
1: yes. I think, yeah, Roman Harper. Yeah. Uh,
0: this is so a question. Come,
1: come to think of it, there's not really, a, I mean, Lattimore and Cam Jordan would start.
0: Yeah. This is a hockey. Maybe, maybe Rankins. This is from. I mean, basically
2: uh, you just took all of the 2009 secondary except for <laughs> Lattimore. Yes. I mean basically you just traded Tracy Porter for Lattimore. Yes, correct. Yes. Uh, Which is Saints, tough. That's a Saints a a tough... legend by the can way. Can we go can we go can we go Nickel and keep Tracy
1: Porter there in the Nickel? Yeah, we could. Not only just keep let's keep Tracy Porter as a starter alongside Lattimore, and Greer can be the Nickel. Oh my How about God. that? That's fine. That'd
0: be amazing. So, uh, Adrian Adrian asked, this is a bigger mistake, Marcus Williams versus the Vikings, or Loris Karius versus Real Madrid. For people that aren't um, soccer I don't, fans...
2: That wasn't even English, was that? I don't even know what
1: language that was. What? Real Madrid was winning either way, so I'm going to go with Marcus Williams.
0: I mean, the first goal that, that Karius gave up was bad. I mean, like... The, he, he had the ball, and he's the goalie, and and he didn't wait for the guy to cut across him, and he like went to throw it to make like a um a pass to one of his players, and the dude for Real like blocked it and then knocked it in the net. Um, I don't even know what you. I
1: would, mean, you would. that's fine, but at the end of the day, Liverpool maybe he's had on the take. no business being in the finals of Champions League. Real Madrid is three times the quality. They they have better players at every. Single spot in the top eleven in the starting eleven, and they just had a favorable draw. And I mean, they play the teams they faced, and you know, I mean, what was Liverpool in the English Premier League this year? Fifth, fourth. Okay, I mean, they're not—they're not not in the same ballpark as Real Madrid. They were never gonna good goalie or bad goalie. They were never gonna win that game.
0: Jurgen Klopp looks like a dude who woke up from an all-night bender and doesn't know where he is every time I see him on the sideline
1: um, yeah. I mean the, I mean the, I, to me that's not comparable because while the goalie had a horrific game and you, certainly you could put some of the blame on the loss on him if Marcus Williams makes that play the Saints advance
0: and get house so Philadelphia. the
1: only means. way it would be akin for me is if he like sit he missed a penalty save that would have sent Liver would have won the trophy yeah. for Liverpool.
0: Yeah. So, um, Dave, this is a random question from Matthew. What's your favorite TV sitcom? I've binge watched How I Met Your Mother, The Office, Cheers, and Arrested Development. Would be interested in a new recommendation. By the way, I tried Golden Girls, but it didn't hold up like I thought it would. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> Uh, well this isn't a new recommendation. I would I would assume that everybody in the whole world has seen Seinfeld, but Seinfeld is my favorite sitcom and it's uh, there's not really any question yeah. as to whether I, that's right or not.
0: I mean if you're looking for something new sitcom wise, that's that's tough. you know um, I have
2: loved um, uh, the one on the oh Silicon Valley is my is currently. I, I'm a big
1: fan of Silicon Glow Valley. I re Netflix? I rewatched some old Office episodes late uh, recently, and I forgot. How I mean, better. I knew that show was hilarious, you know, but
0: Matthew, you know what's a good oh, show to watch shit. on Netflix if you haven't? Glow is a good um, show. It's about the gorgeous ladies yeah. of wrestling. It's pretty good. It's got tits. Uh, I liked it. It it'll it'll uh, it'll keep you entertained. You know. That's my, that'd be my recommendation. If you want to try one. My wife just gave me the, the stink eye. My wife. I, yeah. So. My wife. So, um, this, this.
2: They're very, very timely with the sound effects. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm late on, late on the, late on
0: the trigger. Sorry. So, I you think... know what's,
1: you know what's sad is I'm looking at the Saints depth chart right now. And, um, the 2009 team was just way better.
0: I mean. Well, that 2009 team had a shit ton of injuries. Like, they got decimated at corner. They lost their left tackle. Like that team, it wasn't Girl. like smooth sailing for that team. And that that team was that team was built um, like a tank from one to 53. Man. Yep. You know. Um, but uh, Dave, I don't like you criticizing my uh, sound. I gotta barbecue your ass, bike, ass I don't like you criticizing me. Um, people asked. <laughs> We're gonna get to like the depth chart and um we're gonna get to the, like the depth depth chart and things like that coming up like Taysom Hill like apparently looked amazing in the minicamp like he had like three gushing write-ups on him but we, we gotta save
1: those of bullets course.
0: we gotta save those bullets for June people so um so yeah that'll that'll uh wrap up today's show uh, it's a short one it's Memorial Day Uh, what do you want, man? It's the dead, it's the dead times. Uh, but thanks to everybody. Thanks to Jack and Philip and, uh, John who, uh, donated this week. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, everybody, the donations matter. Uh, it helps us fund like the new computer that I got and that sort of thing. Uh, so thanks to that, uh, and remember to check us out on the Facebook, the Twitters, and the YouTube. Uh, so for Dave, uh, for thanks. Andrew, I know we've
1: got some military people that listen to this podcast too. So we do.
0: We they, special they, shout out to
1: them. Special
0: shout out to, to, to the military people. Uh, I I'm drawing a, bl- uh, a a blank right now, but I do have literally uh, six or seven guys that like email me. They stay up in Iraq and watch the games, and and, 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 and are and are asking me questions. It's great. So guys, we appreciate your service it's a great memorial day uh but uh that wraps it up this short one today what do you want so uh for dave for andrew uh until next week the bar is closed